welcome to episode 22 of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Now, as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Eva, from Connecticut. Hello, hello. And this week, we're going to talk about some more great Halloween flicks. Uh, however, there is a, there are a couple things which I forgot to do last week, so we're going to kind of jump <laughs> in with some of that. Uh, we actually forgot to cover our Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game that I've been trying to work into the podcast every week. And I All realized right. after we did the podcast last week that I completely forgot to do it for Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, All right. So let's go ahead. We'll take a step back here for a second. Uh, we'll jump back in, kind of touch on Beetlejuice real quick, and we'll go ahead and do the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game for Beetlejuice. So okay. uh, go ahead and give me any actor from Beetlejuice. Doesn't matter. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go Gina Davis was with Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. Michael Keaton was with Jack Nicholson in Batman. Yes. And Jack Nicholson was with Kevin Bacon in A Few Good Men. Damn. All right. See, it, it's right. it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. It's just, pretty I, you know, you, it, everybody laughs at me because they go, how the hell do you know this? Well, first <laughs> off, I, I have to tell you, I, I did not write that one down at all. Okay. I don't oh. have any of these written down. This is all coming from my head. And people, oh. I used to get, when I worked at AMC Theaters, uh, the guys and I there, we would play this game all the time, and we just try and stump each other. So I would pull all these actors out, and mm-hmm. I just started realizing what movies Kevin Bacon's been in, and what big name actors he's been with in those movies. Yeah, and so I have you, another one. Okay, what was that? The, the older lady. What was her name that played the case manager? Uh, Sylvia. Sylvia something. Well, again, you just link her to Michael Keaton. In Beetlejuice, and you bounce from Beetle from Michael Keaton to Jack Nicholson, and Jack Nicholson out. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and this works with so many actors, whether they're they're alive or dead. Let me give you an example. Okay. Uh huh. Um, I can do I, I can do James Dean. Okay. Okay. Now James mm-hmm. Dean, I I want to say that he's he was dead long before Kevin Bacon ever came onto the movie scene. I think I think he died before Kevin Bacon was even born. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, okay, people will go, well, how do you link him? Well, it's really simple. James Dean was with Liz Taylor in Giant. Okay. Uh-huh. So now you have Liz Taylor, who was with Rick Moranis. She did a little cameo in the movie The Flintstones. Okay. Okay. See? Okay. So mm-hmm. now you go Rick Moranis to Steve Martin in mm-hmm. My Blue mm-hmm. Heaven. And then mm-hmm. Steve Martin mm-hmm. was with Kevin Bacon in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. There you go. See how it works? <laughs> I see how it works. So it's just Damn. it's finding big name actors that have been in a lot of things. And Kevin Bacon yeah. has been in a lot of things with some big name actors. Yes, he has. Very cool. So, all right. So with that out of the way, folks, let's go ahead. We're going to jump <laughs> in and talk about one of my favorite cheesy cult classic movies. Uh, huh? it, this is the third movie in a trilogy. Uh, I have to be honest that I really didn't care for the first two and I'm probably going to take heat for that. I don't really care. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is my favorite out of, out of the series. Uh, it involves a, it involves Ashley Williams, uh, who I'm sure many of you've heard of. If you're not sure, let me go ahead and tell you what the name of this movie is. Uh, mm-hmm. the name of the movie is army of darkness and it is All the right. third movie in a trilogy. Uh, Okay. Army of Darkness did come out in 1992. Uh, it is basically it's titled as a comedy dark fantasy film. Uh, I, I kind of classified as just a really bad B-rated comedy horror flick. Uh-huh. That's about right. Uh, it was directed by none other than Sam Raimi, who Sam Raimi has done quite a bit of directing. Uh, he did all of the he did the Spider-Man movies. Well, most oh. of the Spider-Man movies, I should say. Uh, for those of you who may have remembered the from the uh, early two thousands, uh, the Spider Man movies that were that had Tobey Maguire and not um, oh, oh what's okay, uh huh, um, and yeah. Andrew Garfield. It none of the Andrew Garfields are directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, okay. I will say that I liked the first one of the Spider Man. After that, it kind of you know the second one was okay, but the third one with emo Spidey just kind of sucked. 
So we'll I move never on saw. I only saw the first one, so I'm glad I didn't see the. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, this is the thing: is that you can definitely tell that there was like in 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 uh, Spider-Man Two, there was a lot of touches of, of Sam Raimi in there. Uh, oh. When you start seeing it, there was a scene in there where they had. Uh, where they were trying to cut off Doc Ock's arms and the arms are flipping around and the camera shots are panning in and out. Typical Sam Raimi type stuff, especially if you've seen Army of Darkness and, and the Evil Dead movies. Okay. Uh, the way their cuts and their it, it's almost identical to a lot of that. Uh, the other oh. thing is that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, who is the star of this film, are really good buddies. And you actually do see Bruce Campbell showing up in the Spider-Man films. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, but I'll get to that here when we get to our cast a little bit. Uh, now, okay. I do want to let people know uh, that because, again, this was uh, the third installment of the Evil Dead franchise. The first being Evil Dead, the second being Evil Dead 2. Uh, and I do want to make sure that people understand that this is not to be confused with the remake that they did in, two, in uh, earlier this year in 2013. Uh, the okay. original Evil Dead film was more kind of this college filmmaker's final project. It was... It was basically a, a true horror film. Uh, he actually mm -hmm. did it, but it was low budget, and it was more hack and slash, scare the crap out of you. Uh, oh, I didn't care that much for it uh, because of what it was. It was definitely dark. You know, I know that there are people out there who liked it, who loved the film. Yeah. Again, it, it's one of these cult classics. Not yeah. one of my favorites in the series. Evil Dead okay. 2 was a little bit better mm -hmm. uh, in that... You know, you kind of got to see a little bit more hu uh, humor out of Bruce Campbell. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, when the movie opens up, when Evil Dead 2 opens up, he, he and his girlfriend Linda go up to this cabin. And while they're there at the cabin, they discover this book. They discover evil that comes out of the book and it gets into Ash. He ends up having to have his hand cut off. And you see all this kind of just at the very beginning. They give you a little bit of recap in the beginning of Army of Darkness. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That was uh, the girlfriend was Bridget Fonda, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, it was just a split second where they, they showed her, and I was like, that looks like Bridget Fonda. Cool, and then, yeah, and since I had never seen the Evil Dead movies, I, was, I didn't know that that was, a, you know, basically a flashback from the previous. Yeah, and that, it's funny because that is the only time that you see her. She does this brief cameo, and it's basically spliced from the original scenes of Evil Dead 2, but oh, they give really? her they oh. give her credits. They they give her credit for playing Linda in the credits for the film. So oh, how I'm kinda funny. like yeah, really <laughs> Really? <laughs> hey, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I just I kinda laughed on it, but uh basically in this film what happens is that we start off and we see Ashley Campbell. Uh or Ashley, mm -hmm. excuse me. Uh, he actually gets trapped in the Middle Ages where he was pulled through this portal at the end of Evil Dead Two and shows up here. Uh, now, this film was actually going to be made. Uh, they, they they had been pushing for this film long, long ago. Uh, like basically oh, okay. right after Evil Dead 2 came out and, and they saw the popularity of Evil Dead 2. They had been wanting to make Army of Darkness for quite some time. And so there was oh. all these plans to filter through. Uh, and you know, they're like, oh, we need to make this. Well, Sam Raimi got caught up with some other things. He actually started directing Darkman, which that – turned out to be this huge thing and they've actually come out with like three three or four Darkman movies which I, I didn't see the fascination with it but apparently people love that film so oh, uh -huh. whatever <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but he actually got Dino De Laurentiis to um, to finance the sequel for basically finance Army of Darkness and yeah uh, I saw his name at the beginning I was like wow okay yeah. and, and for those of you who don't know who Dino De Laurentiis is he actually is related to a very famous on-TV chef. Uh, yep. Anybody ever hear of Giada De Laurentiis? You know, the yes, skinny I little have. corn bitch. <laughs> yep. Yes, uh, I have. You know, I, I, I look at her and basically, you know, some friends of mine and I, we look at her and we say, yeah, you know what? She's hot, but I, I, I keep thinking with her just food porn. That's it. That's what she does. She <laughs> does food porn when she makes the stuff. So, yeah. That's funny. You know, it's, it's I'm not a fan of hers. I, I think she's got too too big a mouth and too expressive. But anyway, moving on. I'm sorry. I'm going off on my tangents. Uh, so to kind of give you guys an idea of what happens with this film here, uh, you know, they had put through this this story where 
Sam Raimi, he kind of wrote it uh, and, uh, you know, he and Bruce kind of worked on this together and they said, well, why don't we do kind of a thing of, you know, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. Uh, uh-huh. You know, they kind of mixed in a little bit of that and, you know, the Three Stooges type stuff. Uh, you definitely see those influences in the film when they're doing the graveyard scenes. Uh, uh-huh. You know, Seventh Voyage oh, of Sinbad. Geez. Oh, yeah. Th- this oh, film... Oh. This film is cheesetastic. That's it's the... so it, yeah, cheesetastic. I love it. Yeah, that was my first thing. Within the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is cheesy as fuck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's still if you haven't seen it, this film is it's basically it's yeah, it, it's bad. It's bad horror. That's the best way to yes. put it. It's so, like you said, it's so bad. It's good. Yes. It just makes it good. It just in the whole movie, I must have said, "What the fuck?" Throughout the entire movie, the first five minutes, I was like, "Really? What the fuck?" And just like, all the way through, I had to like, and I stopped it a couple of times because I had other things to do. But each time I'd come back to watching it, I, my mouth was just like dropping, and I'm just like, "What the hell? What is going on with this?" But I enjoyed it. I liked the movie. I just thought, "Oh wow, this is um, different." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, you you cannot get away with watching this film and, and expect it to be anything but a what the fuck moment. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. The entire movie was what the fuck, and I but, love it. What the, what, the, what the fuck cheese, you know? Yeah, it's but, but it's hilarious because you know it that it's supposed so to be bad, and they're making fun of themselves doing it. Exactly. Oh, totally. And you can tell that they kind of had fun doing it, too. You can tell when you watch the actors and everything when they're making a movie. You can just oh, kind of yeah. tell. It's like they knew exactly, you know, especially, you know, the main character, Bruce Campbell. You could tell he must have laughed so hard between takes. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure because it just, oh, the lines in there. And oh, this is yeah. my first time seeing the movie. And I, yeah, I, <laughs> I laughed my way through it. I said, what the fuck all the way through it. And I thought this is cheese at its finest. All the way through. So well, let's go ahead. Great. Let's go ahead and jump in real quick on onto the cast here a bit, uh, so we can kind of okay. talk about him. Since you mentioned Bruce Campbell, uh, Bruce Campbell uh-huh. does play as Ash Williams and Evil Ash in this film. Uh, okay. Basically, the way I would describe Bruce uh, Bruce Campbell is that he's kind of the king of B-rated horror flicks. Okay. Um, I was going to say, have I seen? Has he been in other things where? Because I I looked at him and I'm like, he looks familiar. Where could oh, I yeah. have possibly? Yeah, you you have uh, seen him. He was in, like I said before, he was in Spider Man and Spider Man Two. Actually, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man Two, and Spider Man Three. Uh, cool. In the very huh? first Spider Man, he was the ring announcer when uh, when you see Tobey Maguire going as Peter Parker to uh, do the wrestling match against Rain, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay. he's the ring announcer. Then gotcha. he shows up in the second Spider Man film as the snooty usher that won't let Peter in to see Mary Jane when she's performing on stage. Okay. Oh, I never saw the second. Okay. Finally, he shows That's up so in, cool. and he shows up in the third one. And, and again, these are all like cameos. Okay. Uh-huh. But he shows mm-hmm. up in the third one and he's this maitre d at the restaurant where Peter's going to propose. Oh, okay. So you kind of see him in that. Uh, he's yeah. also been, uh, he, he was also uh, Autolycus, who was the, he was kind of this king of thieves on Hercules and Xena, the warrior princess. Uh-huh. Uh, he played as Briscoe County jr. Uh, he's also been a character by the name of Sam ax on burn notice. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never okay. seen that, but I, I, maybe yeah, I um, have. Yeah. Burn notice. They run it on. Well, it's, I want to say it's in its final season right now. Uh, okay. It is running on USA networks. Maybe I have seen it because so, he looked really familiar yeah. and I have not seen the second and third Spider-Man. So yeah. I'll be done. Cool. So you probably have seen that. He also uh, has done quite a few voiceover acting jobs. Uh, oh. Bruce has this very distinctive voice. And when you hear it, you go, oh. that's Bruce Campbell. And he's got this just kind of yeah. sarcastic role. And it's basically the same type of character that you hear throughout. But mm-hmm. he, he uses this voice in the Spider-Man video games that they've come out with. He's kind of this announcer for all of it, uh, the uh-huh. narrator of the games and all that. Uh, and mm-hmm. he was also recently in Cars 2. Oh! Uh, he was Rod Torque Redline. Uh, there was a there was like a challenger that you see 
in there in Cars 2, which kind of gets beat up, and they, they end up uh, burning him up and blowing him up. Uh, he's supposed to be like a spy. And oh, he ends up okay. slipping the, He ends up slipping the, the spy information to Mater in this bathroom. Mm-hmm. And okay. Bruce Campbell does the voice of, of Redline, okay, or Very of uh, Rod Redline. So you get a chance mm-hmm. to kind of see that. Uh, so, but that's, you, Bruce has been around for a long, long time. Uh, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, the next person here, this one kind of surprised me. Uh, okay. Her name is M. Beth Davids. Uh, she mm-hmm. played as Sheila, who was kind of this, she was kind of the girlfriend of Ash throughout this movie that you see in the medieval yeah. times. Uh, M. Beth, she's actually had quite a few roles. Uh, Army of Darkness was kind of one of her earlier roles when she was younger. Uh but I started looking at her. I'm like, where have I seen her before? Yeah, well, I thought I saw. Yeah. If you ever saw the kids' movie Matilda with, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name. Um, Matilda, the freckle face girl. What's uh, her name? No, she had like these freckle little. Face? It was. It was. Uh, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm drawing a complete blank. She. Uh, yeah. She has a lisp. She was in. Uh, she was the youngest one in Mrs. Doubtfire of the girls. Okay. Yes, I I, I know her face. I cannot. Yeah. Remember this her is name. horrible. Yes. I know people are screaming at their mics. It's this person. It's this person. Yeah, I totally blank. have drawn a blank on her name. Yeah. Mara, I want to say it's Mara Tierney, but I know that's not right. No, it's uh. Oh, I cannot remember. Yeah, that's gonna I know, bust me anyway. now, but I, I know who you're talking about. Yes. You know. Anyway. Uh, uh, she was she was Miss Honey in the movie kids movie Matilda. Okay. Uh, if you ever saw Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams, uh, yeah. She, okay, she played as Amanda Martin and Portia Cheney in there. Okay. Uh, and then more recently, she was Rebecca Price on AMC's Mad Men. Okay, which like, I have yet to see that. I need everyone I know watches that show and says, you have not seen Mad Men. What's wrong with you? So I need okay, to, I, I'm going to tell you right now. Eight <laughs> bucks a month, Netflix. Uh-huh. It has all, I know. it has like five episodes, five seasons of the show. Right I got to do it. Yeah. You got to sit down, pay the eight bucks. It's worth it. Just oh, okay. for that. Just for that. I mean, and then you've got Breaking Bad on there. You've got uh-huh. Sons of Anarchy on there. Sit down and watch yeah. them. You're going to be going, oh, my God, how have I not been tuned into these shows? I know. It's crazy. Everyone I know watches that show, and they're like, how could you have not seen that show? Yes. Okay. Uh, so cool. now moving down the list here, we've got Marcus Gilbert. Uh, he was Lord Arthur. Uh-huh. Uh, he really I, – I really haven't seen too much of him showing up on this side of the pond here, you know, on this side of the Atlantic. He's definitely an English actor. Yeah. Uh, he may be recognized. Some of, some of the listeners may recognize him uh, from his appearances in 1989 on Doctor Who as Anselin. Uh, I unfortunately did not see any of these episodes, so I don't know who Anselin is. I apologize, mm-hmm. folks. I am something of a Doctor Who. I am something of a Whovian, but it's been mostly since the reboot. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. trying to catch up on earlier episodes, but as many of you who are Whovians know, that can be very difficult to find the old episodes. So I apologize. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did show up as Tomask in uh, Rambo Three with Sly Stallone. Uh, okay. So not too many, not too many things that we would know him for over here. Yeah. Uh, now, this next guy, on the other hand, Ian Abercrombie, uh, he was the mm-hmm. Wiseman. Uh, he was the oh, guy okay. who was running around and he was telling you know Ash to to get the book and you know the words that yes. he had to say and all that. Uh uh-huh. He's been seen and heard. Quite a bit before his death in 2012. Uh, oh. He was Mr. Pitt on several episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, cool. There's actually a scene where he gets he gets a, a smear of ink in Seinfeld across his lip. And he's yelling and screaming at people. And he, it, it looks just like he was an older version of Hitler. So, oh, wow. Oh, it, it, it's hilarious when you see it. But, <laughs> uh, he also was, uh, for those of you who remember the Birds of Prey TV show on WB, uh, he was Alfred Pennyworth on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might recognize this because, uh, you know, you have kids that watch Disney Channel. Uh, uh-huh. He was Professor Crumb on Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. Yes, I know that show. Okay. Very cool. So uh-huh. now he also, he also, for those of my 
those of my friends who are the Star Wars nerds out there, and you know who you are, uh, <laughs> he has been he has been actually quite big in the voiceover world here, uh, playing as Chancellor Palpatine and Darth Sidious on the Star Wars The Clone Wars series, and he was Ganthet on the Green Lantern animated series. Very cool. So quite a big, you know, quite a bit there for his work. Um, I, I think he's done better than some of the other actors in this list. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, but I mean, you know, he's had his time there. He's, he definitely had his time before he passed. So, Mm -hmm. uh, now the next guy down the list, I have Richard Grove. Uh, Richard Grove was Duke Henry the Red here, uh, in Army Darkness. So when you see him and he's there, I do not think to listen. That was, you know, that was Richard Grove. Uh, he's done... (laughs) Again, he's kind of like a Bruce Campbell in a sense. He's done a bunch of low-budget films similar to Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, his his bigger roles that people might recognize him in, and again, smaller parts, but this is where you might recognize him. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in Money Train with uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody oh. Harrelson. Uh, he played as a guy named Motorman. Uh, uh-huh. And he showed up as a character named Cullen in Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one down the list, I'm going to mention her. We kind of pointed this out. I'm going to mention her just because she does show up and people have said, oh, well, she's in the movie because she shows up at the very beginning. Yeah. Bridget Fonda. You know, we mentioned okay. this. She shows up as Linda. Uh I'm really kind of loath to mention it because she was on screen for less than a minute in the entire film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she was supposed to have more scenes, but they got cut and she ended up, there was like scheduling conflicts with her and the film. So uh, they weren't uh, able to put more of her into army of darkness. Wasn't she in that, that movie, a uh, single white female. Yes. Is that uh, what that was called? And single... then that came out around that time. So I wonder if she was filming that at the time of this could be. Uh, she was yeah. in. She was in that. Uh, she was in Doc Hollywood, Point of No Return, uh-huh. uh, Monkey yep. Bone with Brendan Fraser. So she has. Yep. She's had you know a decent acting career. Uh, yep. Personally, myself, I think that she may have been living off of her dad's, you know, her dad and uncle's names, but you know, an aunt. You know, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. She's a Fonda. What do you say? <laughs> exactly. Uh, now the next guy here. I, I'm going to say that, yeah, he's kind of living off of his brother's name as well. But at the same time, I have to give him props because I love this guy. He is a hilarious actor. Uh, this next guy is Ted Raimi. And the main oh, reason I'm mentioning him, a couple of reasons. One is that he's Sam Raimi's brother. He's the director's brother. Uh, uh-huh. uh, two is that he has he, – he showed up for like three things in this particular movie, in Army of Darkness. Uh, he oh, really? shows up as a cowardly warrior that you see running away at the very beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they actually get to the castle, uh, he's a supportive mm-hmm. villager, and he also shows up at the very end as the Smart clerk. When you see Ash talking and basically telling his entire story, he's standing there with oh, glasses him. and he's got this bored look on his face, like "uh huh." Yeah. And did you say the him? words? That's Ted oh, Raimi. Okay. Now. Oh, cool. Okay. Ted again. He didn't have much screen time in this film, but he's. I got to give him his props because he has been in quite a few other films. Uh, nice. He was. He's. You know. He, like I said, he's one of these character actors that you always see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Xena Warrior Princess. Uh, mm-hmm. He. He was basically Gabrielle's boyfriend, goofy boyfriend named uh, Joxer. Uh, uh-huh. He also showed up as this guy named Hoffman in Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Uh-huh. And then he also showed up as Lieutenant J.G. Timothy O'Neill on Sequest 2032. Nice. So he's had his points there. He's had his acting. And again, like I said, you see his face. You go, I know that guy, but you can't ever remember his name. That's Ted Yeah. Rainey. Is he in a lot of his brother's films? Yes. <laughs> So it's yeah. kind of like Ron Howard and then his putting his brother. Exactly. The brother's yeah. name. Yeah. Clint, yeah. Clint Howard. Very Clint Howard's cool. done so much with Ron. And, oh, you know, totally. Totally. Yeah. Very uh, nice. So we'll go ahead and we'll jump into the plot now for those of you who haven't seen this film. And again, I'm telling you, uh-huh. you've got to see it. You've got to see it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, you're going to laugh. That's, that's a given. Especially yeah. with some of the lines that are in there. They're just so Oh, the, I love the lines. And you started something big time because oh, now yeah. every time we talk, I'm going to have to quote the movie. Yep. Yeah. You Give created me some a sugar, monster. baby, and hail to the king, baby. 
Exactly. And of course, you know, we'll we'll definitely get the quotes because I've got a bunch of quotes at the end here. Oh, we've got we, we got to do a quote segment. Absolutely. So what happens in the film? Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, is that Ash Williams he lands in 1300 AD, uh, basically getting pulled through this portal that was created by the Necronomicon. Uh, he's immediately captured by Lord Arthur's men who find him. They think that he's an agent for Duke Henry, and they're basically at war with him. Uh, uh-huh. He's enslaved, thrown along, you know, all these – he's captured with Henry. His gun and chainsaw that he has are confiscated. And let me touch on that real quick because people may be looking at it and going, what's with the chainsaw? Okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so let me explain that real quick. What happened in Evil Dead 2 um, is that he started reading the book, The Necronomicon. It brought out evil into the world, and the evil got into his hand. So in Evil Dead 2, he takes a hatchet, and he hacks off his hand, and his hand starts running around and trying to kill him. So what he does when that happens is after he's cut off his hand, he takes and he grafts on, like he he puts this chainsaw, modifies this chainsaw so that he can stick it on his arm. Oh, I wondered about that. So he's got this stump of an arm that's got a chainsaw attachment. It's the craziest, oh. goofiest thing ever, but it looks hilarious and it works. <laughs> That's all I'm going to uh, say. Okay. Yeah. That was one of my what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, his cha- his gun and chainsaw, they're confiscated. They're all taken to this castle. Uh, you see this pit and, and there's like this giant pit and everybody's kind of standing around the pit. And they're throwing the, uh, the prisoners into the pit. And okay. you don't see anything at first. And this is what I kind of went. When I first saw this movie, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Really, they yeah. did this? The pit yeah. opens up, and you see them, and they, you don't hear anything, and all of a sudden you hear this screaming and this fountain of blood. Of and I mean, blood, yes. And it's so the, – the, the thing about this blood is it's so bright, orangey-red. Oh, you take totally. one look, look at it, and you're like, there's no way that's real blood. Exactly. I, I, that's exactly what I said. When, I, when that scene, I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just, it was total cheese. The fact that it's fountaining it up like, like Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I was, I I'm, like, I'm like, I wonder if this is Kool-Aid. This is, it would not faze me. It would not surprise me in the least if oh, that yeah. was cool. And the fact <laughs> that it's fountaining up like 40 feet into the air. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was reminiscent to me of a Nightmare on, a, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. There a scene? And they were, yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's bad. It, and, and you know that right off the start there. Okay. And, and then, of course, they what do they do? They throw Ash in the pit, and Ash gets to fight this deadite that's in the in there. And that's what they're calling the bad guys. They call them deadites. Um, okay. I wasn't sure. I'm like, is this some, like, was this another prisoner that got thrown in there? I didn't know what the heck. Okay. So yeah, the, basically what it is is that there's a witch down there, and he he gets into this thing and he oh. fights this witch, kills the witch, climbs out of the pit, you know. And as they're as he's in there, uh, the wise man comes along and throws down his chainsaw to uh, I'm trying to remember what he called him the uh, I think it was the chosen one, and he yells out oh. chosen one, and he throws down this thing, and that there too that scene is kind of one of these what the fuck moments as well because oh totally. You see it, and he throws down the chainsaw to this pit. Nash looks up, and he sees the chainsaw. He does this jump, and he sticks yeah. the stump of his arm up, and you see it. And like it lands the, on it. And the chainsaw doesn't just land on it. It snaps on perfectly. <laughs> so, again, you know oh, that this was just oh. a joke that they did to kind of go, here, oh, you know. Totally. This is this is the cheese factor coming out for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, bas- he kills the guy. He has his famous, this is my boomstick quote that comes out, which I'll get to that because I've written all that down so I can tell everybody this. That's awesome. Uh, You know, he basically comes through. He gets out of the pit. He demands that Henry and his men be set free. He knew Henry was innocent. Uh, You know, Henry gets away. Uh, Ash is basically celebrated as this hero, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. You know, the, the wise man says, well, this is what we have to do. We have to get the book back. And once we get the book mm-hmm. back, then you then you can say, you know, we can get you released and send you back to your yeah. own time. Yeah. So Ash is like, okay. He takes mm-hmm. off. He enters this forest. Uh, a forest basically pushes him through the woods, chases him through the woods. Uh, yep. He goes into this windmill. And when he's in the windmill, he crashes into this mirror, breaks the mirror. All mm-hmm. these little small reflections of Ash start showing up. And they, like, come out of the mirror and they're chasing him around. 
again. Oh my god, I was like, what? And I, I, I think I even questioned that. Were those little mini hymns? Yes, they were all supposed were. to be him because they were reflections yeah. when he was looking at the broken mirror. The yeah. evil got into the mirror and it basically popped copies of him out. Uh, thought so, but yeah, that, oh my god, another what the fuck? Yeah, and then it comes into it comes into the bigger what the fuck scene where we see him and, <laughs> and he's like chasing these guys around. He's trying to kill them all. They tie him up. He he like falls down. He, they you know he hits his head and all this. They tie him up, and one of them jumps into his mouth and gets into his stomach. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh. And so what does he do to kill the guy? He takes and he drinks boiling hot water. Yeah, that whole scene was so fucking weird. <laughs> it, well, it gets weirder because after that, we see the eyeball growing out of his shoulder, and then it turns yes. out that it grows into his head. Yes. And oh, it ends up splitting God. off of him. Two heads. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it, this whole thing gets worse <laughs> and worse and worse because it ends up splitting into a good ash and a bad ash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So when you see it was that. hilarious. You know, and, you know, it comes into this. They have the life-size clone. They have this huge battle. Ash ends up blowing him away and says, good, bad, I'm the one with the gun. Yep. I put that quote down. Yep. You know. Uh, so they get through all this, and then, you know, of course, he's supposed to go, and he's supposed to get the book. He finally finds the book, and mm-hmm. one of the things that he's supposed to say, he's supposed to recite Platu Verata Nicto mm-hmm. in order to pick up the book. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a bit of trivia I have with that, which I'll get to. When I was going to say, do you know what session. that means? That was yes. my first question. You know I know, I know where it comes from, and and this is this is sounds like Latin. Back. Well, yes and no. It, it goes back to a, to an old movie, which I'll get to. Very cool. Uh, now, problem with this is that, you know, Ash can't seem to remember the last word. Yeah. You know, yeah. Patu, Vrata. Blah, 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 blah. There, I yeah. said it. Basically, yeah, I, I said it. Uh, we're good. Picks up the book. When he gets it, uh, he screws it up. Because he screwed it up, the dead start rising. Yeah. And they're, you know, they go into this whole thing where they're plucking in his mouth and sticking their bony fingers up his nose. And that was hilarious. Whole... Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They that did that three so stooges funny. thing. I thought so because they bonked his head against the rock and they were, yeah, but yep. it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off so bad in that scene and he just, and he was just taking it and the <laughs> skeletons were beating his ass up. Yeah. It was so funny. Oh. Well, he finally says, you know what? Screw this. I'm going back. He runs off. He takes off and he goes back to, uh, he goes back to the castle. And when he's there, mm-hmm. he says, you know what? Screw this. I don't care about you guys. Send me back. Well, yeah. in the process of doing that, Sheila's captured by a flying deadite and yep. she's later transformed into a deadite herself. Now yeah. I have to point this out because this is something I didn't notice until I started watching this film in the uh-huh. scene where Sheila gets pulled in and they, they see this evil corpse, the evil, the evil ash, uh, who yeah. basically is like their deadite leader. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of goes and he starts trying to kiss her standing on this platform. Oh, and that they, was so gross, yeah. Well, in that scene, right before it, we see some skeletons that are pulling some women across in front of the camera. Okay. Yes. I didn't notice this until this first – this is the first time I ever noticed it, and I've seen this movie probably 20-plus times. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I noticed that those two women that are walking in front of the camera being dragged by the skeletons, that they're topless. I've, I'll be darned. I need to watch that. Just uh, not, not that I enjoy seeing naked women, but that's interesting that yeah. they did that. I, well, and I was like, huh. I, I was like, did they Why? do that for the censors? See if the censors would pick up on it or what? Maybe, yeah, it's like a like a gag. I, I mean, there's really no reason for that that I can think of. So, huh? Yeah, it I'll was just darned. a little weird. It was kind of like okay. And did the and the hair? You said the hair was like strategically placed. Oh, yeah, yeah the hair was it. like draped, and I swear it looked like it was taped to you know cover cover the nipple but it was like it probably was because especially if they were being dragged that yeah. that would make sense that they but yeah that that seems kind of stupid why do that i don't yeah huh but so anyway okay. you know ash basically he, he's like okay well since she got dragged off i'm gonna go ahead and try and save you guys uh mm-hmm. he decides that he's going to lead the humans against the army of the dead and the people agree to join him um, now Ash kind of, he, when he fell through the portal, he falls through and he's got this 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88, which is this mm-hmm. 
is this monstrous fucking car. If you've ever seen them, they're, they're, there's no other way to describe them than they're, that oh. they're, land, they're land boats. That's it. That's funny. You know, give me three acres, I'll turn this thing around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now he pulls, he goes into the trunk of his car. And he starts pulling stuff out of the trunk of this car, and it's scientific knowledge books. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the books have things like how to make gunpowder in it, which yeah, I always wanted to know where my books were that told me how to make gunpowder because I always wanted to try it. You know, stupid me. You know, stupid me. I'm always the one who's like, hey, I want to be a pyromaniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he finds all these books and he starts making gunpowder and basically using all of his knowledge to. To build bombs and such to help destroy the dead, the Deadite army. Um, uh-huh. He basically leads them into this victory over the Deadites and Evil Ash. Uh, he saves Sheila, brings peace between Arthur and Henry in the process, and then he's brought back to his own time using a potion that was found in the Necronomicon. Now, of course, he was supposed to he was supposed to say the words, you know, the same three words that he was supposed to say when he picked up the book, and he's yep. telling this story to Ted Raimi. In, excuse me, at the end of the movie, and yeah. he's like, you know, I I could have done this. I could have been king, you know, and uh, <laughs> no, I I decided not to. And then all of a sudden, while he, you know, Ted Raimi goes, so did you say the words? Well, <laughs> I, I basically said them. Yeah, you know, basically. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, you see uh, you see this customer get possessed by a witch, and ah, uh, crap. You know, it all starts all over again. He's like, okay. Pulls out but his what gun. What the fuck happened there? Now, I hate to interject, but wh- how did that happen? Did she slip through with him? I, I didn't understand. Yeah. Well, because he didn't say oh. the words correctly, just like with yeah. the book, it tripped off yeah. this whole new, you know, army. The, this whole new uh, evil coming back through again, and Ash has to defend against the evil. So it's going to come out with another one. I mean, did it leave, did it, leave it open for another? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and. and that is something that they are actually working on right now. There is supposed to be an Army of Darkness 2 coming out in 2016. I'll be darned. I was going to ask about that because I thought this is way open for another sequel. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. yeah. It, okay. Well, and it's it's going to be based on the remake of the original uh, – the remake of Evil Dead. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm kind of hoping that when they come out with Army of Darkness 2 that it is going to be a uh, – it's going to be a comedy horror like – like the original Army of Darkness was, because I want I want to see that so bad if that's the case. If it's going to oh, be a hack and slash like the like the Evil Dead movie was, I mm-hmm. have no desire to see it. Do you, would you recommend that for people that haven't seen you know like I've just seen Army of Darkness? Would you recommend that I see the other two just so that I have the whole story, or do you think that? Just sticking with Army of Darkness. Well, that's the be... thing. It, that's the thing. It, it depends upon you. I am not a big horror film type person. I'm so, not either normally. That's why I asked because that's uh, normally. If you really want to see it, because you could totally miss out on seeing Evil Dead, at least in okay. my opinion. Now, this okay. is, again, my opinion. You know, don't take it for anybody else's because, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. So there's my part of it. <laughs> um <laughs> I saw Evil Dead 2. Now, the very first time I saw Evil Dead 2, I was 11 or 12, and I was I was with a friend of mine. We were having a sleepover at his house, and I was watching the film, and I was kind of like, this is gross. What is the yeah. point of this? Because it it's a lot of blood. I mean, like, the the blood fountain that you see at the very beginning of Army of Darkness, uh, it's like that only times 10. And I mean, like, you actually oh. see him cutting off his hand and all that. Oh. You know? So it's... It's more gruesome. Okay. So if you're not into that sort of thing, nope. Stay away from it. Um, okay. It, basically, you get the you get the story and the gist of it in the very first five minutes of Army of Darkness, anyway. So you okay. kind of know what's going on. I mean, it does help to a point in that yeah, you're picking up this continuation of the story, and you're kind of like a little bit of like, well, what the hell happened? Yeah, they delved right into the movie, and so I was kind of – that's part of my what the fuck was what exactly is going on with, like, that portal that he got sucked into and all of that. Yeah. I I was just kind of like, why did this happen? So, yeah, I was a little confused, I guess. Not not really confused, but since I hadn't seen the other two, that was where I was like, hmm. Right. So maybe maybe I should just so that I could, you know, have the whole story. Yeah, I mean it's it's not bad. It's just it's not, yeah. you know, not as good. It, yeah, it's not anywhere near as good. So okay. Uh, now, 
I'm going to kind of bounce into our bit of trivia for anybody who is interested. Uh, I am. Cool. There is a lot of trivia. Well, not I shouldn't say a lot, but there's there's definitely some trivia here that I found here. Uh, one of the mm. things now, Ash is he's basically working at a store that's basically a ripoff of of Kmart. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. They call it S Mart. Buy smart. S-mart. Buy S Mart. <laughs> okay. I had to laugh. However. <laughs> You know, you would think that this is supposed to be a joke, that there is no yeah. actual S-Mart stores. I'm going to guess there is. There are a chain of grocery stores in Mexico named S-Mart. That's awesome. Okay. So, not sure what S stands for in Mexico, but there is S-Mart stores in Mexico. So Very nice. Very nice. Uh, now, there are several words. There are several variants of the three words that Ash had to say when he was retrieving the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of it kind of arises from the differing sound quality depending upon what the uh, depending upon what version you're listening to whether you're seeing the director's yeah. cut or not. Sound quality uh-huh. wasn't all that great for some of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. However, the words are Klaatu Barada Niktu. Okay, mm-hmm. and it is reference to the sci-fi movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Okay, oh. now this is from 1955. I think it was. Uh, 53 uh-huh. or 55 movie. Uh, so it was original black and white with Klaatu, uh, which they actually did a remake of it uh, a couple years ago with where they had uh, Keanu Reeves playing Klaatu. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the plot of the movie is basically that he gets here to Earth. He's trying to pre- present the Earth with, you know, gifts of knowledge in, uh, for mankind. And mm-hmm. some army buddies shoot out of him and destroy the gift. Well, he's got this he's got this buddy named Gort who's up in space and Gort is watching this whole thing and Gort is like, Okay, you know, if these humans can't seem to figure it out, we're gonna have to wipe them off if they're just so warlike. Well yeah. the the way that the words came about was that Klaatu gets killed, but in the process of getting killed in the movie, uh, he tells somebody as he's dying, he tells this woman, Look, to save Earth from being wiped out by Gort, because if Gort doesn't hear from me, he's gonna wipe everything out. Tell yeah. him these lines. Tell him this words. And the words are Klaatu Brada Nikto. Okay. And basically it, is it shuts... Nick, is it Nikto or Nikto? Or does it matter? Nikto. Uh, N-I-K-T-O. Okay. Uh, so she's supposed to say these words in the day the earth stood still to stop everything from happening. She mm-hmm. she says it, Gort stops, and he doesn't destroy the earth. But yeah. that's where those words come from. And it's actually just a straight rip from there. And it's, it, cool. it kind of... Kind of makes sense in Army of Darkness when he's supposed to say these words to stop all this destruction from happening and screws it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, now, something else that did happen, during the filming of the sword fight at Arthur's Castle, uh, uh-huh. Bruce Campbell, he actually suffered a small gash to his face. Uh, there was a decorative pin on his cape cut him during one of the stunts. Oh. So he's immediately rushed off from the uh, on-site location where they were filming on location, he's rushed off to a doctor to go see a plastic surgeon to assess the damage. Wow. Now, at the doctor's at the doctor's office there, the examination, the doctor actually had to have the actual injury, injury pointed out because you have to remember, he had all these cuts and stuff on his face. Yeah. Faked up. For the entire movie, yeah. So he's like, well, which one is the real cuts? <laughs> I wondered about that. Yeah, because he had uh, throughout the entire movie. They they were very good with the continuity there. Oh, yeah. Well, now here's the thing is that he was treated and returned to the set shortly afterward to finish the scene. But you mm-hmm. can see the scar on his chin where the, where the cut was. It actually – you see it at the very beginning uh, in a close-up shot when, he, when you first see him in the store. Yes. You actually see the cut on his chin there. I, you're right. So yep. it's just one of those little things that I happen to notice. And I didn't know that until I read the trivia. I'm like, oh, so that's a real cut. Uh-huh. Very cool. Now, the next thing here I have, uh, next little bit of trivia. That Oldsmobile Delta 88 that we see that keeps going through time with Ash and everything. Uh-huh. It actually belonged to the director, Sam Raimi. Oh, okay. Uh, he included that in most of his early movies. Each time mm-hmm. that the thing shows up, it's more banged up than the last time. Uh, 
So I mean, it, it's basically beat up, and, and they actually do beat the hell out of this thing. They were gonna drop the, they, uh, they were gonna have this crane that come out and was gonna drop the car, so you see yeah. it smash down in the ground at the very beginning when it falls through the portal. They had uh-huh. to do that take twice because the first time they went oh. to go do it, the crane that was leaning over this this pit to drop it, the crane uh-huh. actually fell into the pit as well. Oh no! Okay. So if you I, look, if you look and you see that the car is dropping, there they did two takes. They spliced those two takes together for the on-scene thing. Uh huh. Well, fortunately, nobody was hurt in the crane when the crane crashed, because oh. but they were worried because they thought that the guy who was driving the crane wasn't going to get out of it when the crane yeah. started tipping and falling. He bailed oh, out. Scary. The whole crane and everything went over the cliff, and they ended up getting a bigger, heavier crane the next t- the next day to redo it. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yes. Um, <sighs> but I will bring up something else here with it. That scene where you see everything in the trunk of his car, mm-hmm. uh, those weren't product placements. Like the Fangoria uh, I magazine. I saw all that stuff. Okay. I was like, wow. Now, yeah, that was, that was that really his stuff? That was actually all Raimi's stuff that he had in the, his oh. trunk. He just threw it all into oh, the trunk of his car. And he's like, here, done. That's awesome. So, you know, I I thought that was kind of a nice little touch there that they put that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unintentional product placement. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead. We're going to delve into some of the quotes from this film. And there were oh, a oh, lot yes. of them. There were a lot. Oh, I love it. Why don't you go ahead and run through some of yours? Okay. One of my favorites. Let me see. I have a list here. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and i have to say he got quite a bit of action in this movie oh yeah he start, you know he starts off with the other i don't know what happened to the bridget fonda character if she died or whatever yeah she got killed but, in evil dead 2 he actually oh, ends up okay, blowing so, her head off in, in that film so oh lovely okay i yeah. wasn't sure about that but i'm like okay he starts off at the beginning with bridget fonda as the girlfriend okay not no, not seeing the other two and then he gets involved with sheila you know and is kissing on her or whatever and then at the end the girl in the store yeah. i was like damn yep, but that's <laughs> ash that is ash. ash and then i love the uh uh, what else did he say? Um, oh, that's just pillow talk, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what we call it. that's what we call pillow talk, baby. I lo- I love how he always ends his cheesy quotes with baby. It yeah, was awesome. and like hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that was the very last quote of the movie, wasn't it? I believe so. I believe. Yeah, so. right before he kisses, right before he kisses the girl in the uh, in the store there. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. My other favorite. Let's see. Um. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> yes. He starts off on that. You know, he's talking to Henry the Red. Jack and shit. He's yes. talking about Jack and shit yes. and Jack left town. You got Jack and shit and Jack just left town. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, so those, I have to say, are my top favorites. Oh, see, now my favorites. All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. You see this? This <laughs> is my boomstick. The 12 gauge double barreled Remington S Mart's <laughs> top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. <laughs> this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails oh. for about $109.95. It's got a walnut <laughs> stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S smart. You got that? <laughs> and I, everyone's just like looking at him, but oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, so I, I, I can't tell you how many times when I saw this film, because I, I saw it back oh. in 95, you know, oh. our senior year in high school, I saw this. Yes. I, I bought the film, I, I knew that it was coming out, and I bought the film on DVD, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I have to watch this. And, oh you know, I'm watching this, and I, and I saw that, and I'm just like, oh my god, my friends and I were all quoting this film to each <laughs> other, and it was just, that was one of the lines, this is my boomstick, and I love how he accentuated boom. This is my boom stick. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. And then what was another one? Um, uh, well, I had uh, uh, Klaatu, Barata, n- yes. Necktie, Nectern, yes. Nickel. Uh, it's nickel. an N-word. It's definitely an N-word. Klaatu, <laughs> <laughs> Barata, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know. I wrote that down, too. Oh, so funny. Uh, and then... You know, at the very end of the movie, lady, I'm gonna—I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. And the woman yells at the possessed woman, "Who the hell are you?" Name's Ash. 
cocks the rifle, clicks it, housewares. That's right. I love that. It's, you know, again, quotable line. Uh, And my last favorite of this film here, I mean, there were were so many good lines, but my favorite is when you see Evil Ash and Good Ash and they're fighting with each other and Evil Ash is like, goody little two shoes, goody little two shoes. You know, Good Ash sticks the gun up under his nose, shoots him and then goes, good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. Yes, I wrote that down too. That was great. Oh, so funny. I love uh, another one where he said, yo, she bitch, let's go. And he was yes. talking to that old woman. Yeah, <laughs> she bitch. Yes. <laughs> and then another one, buckle up, bonehead, when he was, I think he was fighting the skeleton. Yes. And, he can't, like, yeah. and the skeleton <laughs> has that like weird look on his face. Like you see him and like he freaks out when he's sitting on top of the thing. And all of a sudden you hear the steam whistle and the top oh. of his head blows up and you see the brain inside the, the skull. Yes. I'm like, oh, oh God. And I love the scene. I thought of the, and I, I'm assuming it's intentional, like really bad computer animation with the skeletons, like in the battle scene. It looks so freaking cheesy seeing the skeletons like walking oh, yeah. know, st- as they're storming the castle. Well, that and was, I love that was, was all on that purpose one. for that. It was that it was all the stop motion oh. animation. They basically ripped some of that stuff straight out of uh, like Jason and the Argonauts and Seven Voyages of Sinbad. Oh, I thought it was intentional, but I, it was like, oh, it just added to the cheese factor. Oh, but yeah. I love it. When he was fighting the skeleton and he broke it in half over his knee. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if that was the same scene where he said, buckle up, bonehead. I'm assuming it was. Well, buckle, he was fighting the buckle up, bonehead was right when he was getting ready to launch the guy at the very end. When he, oh, he has yes. the, uh, he launched in the air. Gunpowder and he shoots him off. So, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I don't think I have any more quotes. Oh God, I I love the shop S smart, the shop smart, shop S smart. You'll hilarious. be using that. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have like little observations. Like, um, I noticed, and like you, you said, you noticed how like those chicks were topless, and you had never noticed it before. I was paying attention because I always pay attention to costuming and stuff in movies. Now. Did you happen to notice that in like in the townspeople, some of them were dressed like in the medieval attire of that time, uh-huh. and then other ones were dressed in like modern day attire. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, that was, was a surprise. goof, obviously. It was so, and I thought I wasn't sure if it was a goof or if it was an intentional goof, but I saw like a bunch of medieval, you know, dressed people, and then I saw guys wearing khakis and button downs. A couple of guys wore polo shirts in the background. I was like, this has got to be intentional. Well, but it, I, it, it I, wasn't I, intentional. What happened was that they needed to get enough people in for a crowd shot. So they were just pulling anybody who was there to try and crowd them in. So that it, you oh. know, they, they were filling in spots to make it look like they had you know hundreds of people when they really only had yes. about 30. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God. There's like – yeah, I mean it was pretty obvious too. They didn't like try to conceal the you know, the, the extras or whatever. I mean they, oh, were, yeah. they were there front and center. You could see them in the background. I'm like, oh, my God. There's guys dressed in khakis and tennis shoes and, and button-down shirts here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were film crew and production assistants uh, and whatnot. So. Whatever they – yeah, whoever they needed to get in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm trying to think. I love the scene, too, at, kind of towards the beginning where I, I forgot exactly what had happened um, where he, like, first hooks up with Sheila and then there was the other women and they were all fawning over him. He's eating a drumstick, drinking wine. Oh, yeah. him, And he's all cleaned up and he was just totally soaking it all up. And I'm like, oh, this is so freaking funny. And he's just got this, like, shit-eating grin on his face and he thinks he's badass. That, that is was Bruce a, Campbell that, for you. Yes, and, I, and I, not having seen him right offhand i thought that he pulled that off so well just the whole like i don't want to say smarmy but just very um very cocky very i mean it was a it was a hilarious cockiness to him oh yeah that just you know <laughs> it was just like he pulled that off so well you know facial expressions the way he spoke his lines it was so bad well, but, but it was it, <laughs> i'm gonna say this because i've met the man in person i actually have his oh, autograph have uh, yes i have his autograph on a copy of bubba hotep which he plays really? elvis he plays an older version of elvis in that which it's bad. It's just. It's not even on the same quality level as, as this one here. It's it's good, but it's still bad. Oh man! Um, but yeah, I I bought it. I, I saw it. And I bought it. And I'm like, okay. And I saw him met him at Comic Con one year and got him to sign it for me. 
And Bruce is basically, he's very much like when you see, if you ever watch uh, Burn Notice, that's basically him. Uh, that's his attitude. Um, he's, he's, he's a nice, nice, nice man and very, very nice to all of his fans. But he uh-huh. definitely has that swaggering attitude and that swaggering voice. That's him in real life. It reminds life. me of Jim Carrey. Yeah, it reminds me of Jim Carrey. Where yes. if I met Jim Carrey, I'd probably think the same thing. That you know, very nice, probably very good to his fans, but just very, you know, he he doesn't have to prove himself. It's just like yeah. I'm in this because I want, you know, I'm doing what I, you know, because I'm sure that he's kind of, you know, what do they call that? D movies, B movies, yeah. you know. That's kind of, that's kind of his genre, you know, and he, and he's able to poke fun at himself, but he doesn't, you know, I, I kind of like that. I don't like it when they take it to the extreme and they snub their fans and they're just, you know, they're not willing to do autographs and they think they're big shit. He doesn't strike me as that. No, Bruce is not like that at all. He is, I mean, he knows that he, he has built his career on the backs of fans. So, you know, Uh he knows that he thanks everybody for it every day. You know. That's so cool. I like that. And I think that's great that you have that ability to, you know, if anything, I mean, it's definitely a cult, a cult movie. And that, oh, yeah. that, speaks, that speaks for itself. And, but yeah, I just kind of, I just loved how well he pulled that off. I was like, he's so cocky, but it, he's likable, you know, <laughs> just, um, and he was hilarious. So yeah, it was, I, I had to say what the fuck probably 50 times throughout the entire – every scene, at least <laughs> once. But, you know, it was I, – I, I saw it for what it was. It was not meant to be taken seriously. Um, it was not scary in the least. It, it was laughable. Um, yeah, I mean even the, and, even the evil Ash Deadite, you know, captain, when oh. you see him, where it, it – I took one look and I'm like, did they smear pizza on his face? Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Yes. It was like they were trying to go for a Freddy Krueger slash. Yeah. It was it, it was hilarious. Like, I loved it. It was so funny. But I'm like, yeah, it, that was my first thought was I'm like, this looks like a Freddy Krueger slash pirate slash monster slash pizza face. I didn't know what the fuck. I, I will say this, that with regards to it, I can see it would not be something I would let, you know, your typical five-year-old kid watch. No, you know? no, not at all. But um, it was, it was not something that I thought was scary at all. No, not at all. It, it was, it was hilarious. I just, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I've seen it. I can see now why it's one of your favorites. Um, it was so bad, and I, but, oh, yeah. but I didn't feel like I wasted an hour and a half. It oh was, no, it was, you you got enjoyment out of it. That's the thing. Oh, I just laughed my ass off. I was just like, this is so horrible. Right. <laughs> so at so, least you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we have we have a couple more things we we have to do here before we close out this episode. First off, I want to go ahead since we didn't do it right after the cast. I'm going to go ahead and give you your shot now to do Kevin Bacon from this movie. Okay. Um, let me pick, let me pick a good actor here. Uh, okay. Do you know the actress who played the witch in the, in the little pit? Well, it was actually two of them. There was a guy named Danny who was the second, who was the, uh, one where it had the funky head. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't for the life of me begin to tell you what his last name is. Uh, okay. I, I happen to see it, but I know who you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want, I'll go ahead and go with that. If uh, you can. Okay, I certainly talk. can. He was with Bruce Campbell in this film in Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. Bruce Campbell was with Michael Caine in Cars 2. Uh-huh. Michael Caine was with Steve Martin in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And Steve Martin uh-huh. was with Kevin Bacon in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Was Kevin Bacon in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yes, he was. He shows up in a very, a very small cameo in it when they're fighting in the, uh, they're trying to catch a plane, and That's he shows up. Right. Yes, and he was like in a trench coat or something, wasn't yep. he? Like in the, oh my god. <laughs> Steve very Martin, good. Steve Martin, and John Candy are fighting to try and get on the plane. Yes. And Kevin That's Bacon has right. like the last ticket or something like that, or the last seat. That's right. Oh my god. Okay. So, very good. See. Very good. I, I'm good at this game. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, the the woman who plays Sheila, M. Beth Davids. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I could do a couple of things with her. Uh, I could go, you know, I, I could skip Army of Darkness here. I, I could say that she was in, mm-hmm. you know, Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams has been in so much. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. with, well, okay, he was with Sally Field in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Sally Field was with Tom Hanks in uh, Forrest yeah. Gump, and Tom yeah. Hanks was with Kevin Bacon in Apollo 13. So there, there you go. go. See? There you go. Damn. See, okay. I, I could have even done M. Beth Davids to Danny DeVito in uh, Matilda. Uh, oh, oh, Danny DeVito. See? To... Uh, Danny DeVito okay. was with uh, Michael Keaton in. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do Arnold Schwarzenegger there, but I was going to go to Michael Keaton in Batman Returns because Danny DeVito was there the Penguin. Go. Michael yep. Keaton to Jack Nicholson in Batman. Batman yeah. to, you know, Jack Nicholson to Kevin Bacon in A Few Good Men. There you go. See? It, it, it all and works. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Woot, woot. Some of it's just trying to find some of those obscure films that some of these other actors have been in. Yeah, and that's where I'm I'm pretty big on trivia, but a lot of like the B movies or a lot of there's there's specific genres that I don't typically like horrors, you know, and I don't like oh, yeah. Tim Burton typically. So I'm not familiar necessarily with a lot of like movies from certain genres even if it's a, an actor that I like. Oh yeah. It. Um yeah. but yeah, if I if I really applied myself and and got really good, you know, and played the game more frequently and I'm hoping to get better as we do this. Oh, so, you will, yeah. trust me because because <laughs> as you start listening, you'll realize that certain links that you yeah. build from and it's kind of in some ways you kind of have to work backwards with yeah it. you start with the movie that you're taught yeah you start with the you start with yeah. the kevin bacon film and you kind of work back yeah. to find major actors yeah. exactly so. there you go yeah very good all right so i think that pretty much closes us out here for this uh okay. we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of talking about my generation I do want to thank all of you for listening, and please feel free to leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, you can also send us a tweet. Uh, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprizout. I am at Mommy of 3C Girls. Okay. Uh, you can also send us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Talking About My Generation, and you can find us on Stitcher if you want to listen to us there as well. Uh, now for this episode, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off with Danny Elfman's music. Uh, he did a song called March of the Dead for the Army of Darkness movie. So we'll go ahead and sign right. off with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs>